see it. Okay. We're live on Facebook. Ah! <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a hot minute, and I'm super excited for my newest guest, um, Kristen, to introduce herself. I actually found her through threads on Facebook. So, y'all, people do see comments and stuff. Her coach is a coach that I was in a program with like five years ago. So yeah. she kind of got on my radar. And of course my friend who is her coach was like, you yeah. should interview her. So, so here we are. So I'll pull yes, up your yeah. website. You can introduce yourself and we'll get started. Yeah. Hi everybody. I'm Kristen Speakman. I, um, I own a commission salon in the Pacific Northwest. And in the last year I have started coaching, uh, salon owners and, it's been a wild ride. Like, um, Julia said, like I, I hired a coach myself. And so I've been investing in coaching, like developing myself and getting visible online and, you know, all the other like mindset stuff that goes with like becoming a better business owner and leader. And just like my passion for the industry and hairstylists, like I felt the calling to start coaching. And so it happened really quickly. I have a a few clients right now that are doing awesome, like making really amazing strides. I love working with salon owners that are building teams and that have stylists that work for them. And so let's like backtrack. So yeah. how long ago were you a beauty school? Like, like me, I'm fresh out of school. So how long ago was yeah. it you actually went to beauty school? Uh, I, my, I started, I want to say in like 2005, but I, I wasn't 18. Like I didn't graduate like high school, like with a plan. Like I actually had two aunts and an uncle that were hairstylists and salon owners and my mom worked for them. So I literally grew up in the salons and like avoided them. <laughs> it was like, this is not the business for me. But on the other side of it too, I saw these really powerful women in my family that were also entrepreneurs. They were going on vacations. They were buying waterfront homes. And uh, one of them bought the building that she um, ran a business in. And and I kind of made more of that connection um, like in my twenties that like, okay, I want a little bit more freedom and, you know, to do something fun. So I did college. I went, I actually went down to college down in Southern California. I went to Cal State Fullerton. You're in Southern California, aren't you? Julia? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And, and what did you go for what were you going to school for public relations i mean initially i went to school because i wanted to be like a marine biologist i wanted to work with animals and i wanted to do that and i took biology three times and failed <laughs> so i figured like that's not really the path for me like i can always volunteer for doing something like that so honest like in full transparency yeah. like cosmetology school was like my fallback plan like, I hate to say that because I know people come into this industry and they're like, like, this is what I need to be doing. I want to change people's lives by making them pretty. I want to do hair. And it's like all I've ever wanted to do that. Like, that wasn't my story. It really, I mean, I got into it as a fallback plan. Like I was making some bad finance decisions, putting college on credit card and not focused. And um, I got into school and I was like, these are my people like Aww. this is where I need to be like everyone's yeah. so passionate and caring of each other and it's like it's it's just it's way more about 
way more than just the hair, right? And I was like, people are going to pay me for this. This is so cool. I mean, I always did like friends' hairs and stuff for like um, dances and things like that. Yeah. And, but, you know, being able to, to make it like a career was like awesome. And so I went to school in Southern California and then life, bad boyfriend that I knew we needed to part ways <laughs> and uh, my car was stolen in Southern California and I just needed like a reset in my life. And so I yeah. moved back to the Northwest and moved back home with my parents at 30 years old. And um, I didn't have a car. And, no, I was 25 years old. Yeah, 25 at the time. And I lived with my parents. And I actually went to the state university, or not state university, a state technical college there where my dad worked. <laughs> so I carpooled with my dad to school every day to finish my cosmetology hours. And uh, so talk about being humble. That was like a really humbling time. So I bought an auction vehicle and just um, finished my license working waiting tables. And then I was like, I need to find a salon with apprenticeship program, with a training program. So I did that and I went the corporate route and um, uh, moved up there. And then, uh, gosh, my path to like becoming a salon owner, it was honestly my aunt was retiring and she had a little shop about 26 miles from where I was um, working in a commission salon. So I worked at that salon for four years. And then um, my aunt's like, I'm retiring. This is a salon space. This is your opportunity if you want to sign a lease here and I can be your first employee. Aww. And that was the plan. Um, but you know, with a lot of plans, they don't always work out the right way. So my aunt and I, <laughs> It didn't work out with her being my my first employee. We ended up <laughs> parting ways. So, like you know, caution cautionary tale. Some to any people say life. don't mix family with business. Yeah. So, I mean, we're fine now, but like it was kind of ugly and dark for a little bit. But mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I started in that space with a couple grand to my name and like wow. got IKEA furniture and yeah, you know, begged everybody to let me do their hair because. I wasn't sure, honestly, at the time, if my clients would follow me, you know, I was going 26 miles away. It was a completely different salon. Like think steel Magnolias. Like when I first was working there, like the shampoo stations, like, like kind of the barbershop ones that like kind of turn yeah. around, you kick yeah. back and like wood panel wall. And like, yeah. so, you know, I got, I had a really great support system, fortunately, like friends that would like, oh, I'll come help paint. And I'm like, I'll buy some pizza, you know? And so yeah, I get furniture at midnight, like putting it together. And then I just was like, I will do anybody's hair. And I started by myself and um, looking back on it now, it's like crazy to see that that was seven years ago at this time, because I'm not in that space anymore. Um, it was a four chair salon at that time I was by myself it took nine months before I hired my first employee and even that was like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> mm -hmm. you know and so I just asked my first employee at the time who's actually still with my salon and she's now like the director of my associate program so she um helps train the new talent and all the educators in my salon and uh so it's a wild ride especially since we're going to have a one year anniversary or a seven year anniversary for her coming up. Wow. But, you know, my question to her really was like, what, 
Do you want to work here? Like, what do I need to, to keep you? Like, how much Aww. money do you need to make? You know? And it started just there. And then I did the math backwards. And, um, you know, slowly the next one came and the next one came. And I wanted to do things different my own way, but I also needed, knew that systems needed to come. Um, so when you say do things different, what were you seeing in the industry that made you want to shake things up and do it differently? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a really good question. I mean, I probably would, you know, a lot of people would say in any industry, there's like ugly parts of it too. Right. And it was the ego, honestly, that like, I mean, I came into the industry at like age 25, I wasn't 18, you know, I wasn't young. I had worked in banking. I had worked, um, you know, in a high-end hotel. Like I had some professional background. I knew how to talk mm -hmm. to people and, you know, going into a salon where you're the apprentice and you're the bottom, like, and being in an environment that like the new people are not like lifted up. They're really kind of like, you need to earn your keep. You need to earn your place. And um, I just knew I wanted to create something different um, for my for my environment. And, you know, I, I think that's changing in our industry a lot. Like lead, salon leaders do want to offer more for their stylists. They do want to um, uh, lift them up and create an environment that's a better culture, but maybe they just don't know how to do that. Um, so I think a lot of people can resonate with that ego in the industry and it's not everywhere. I mean, there's a lot right. of amazing salons. It's really not everywhere. And no, uh, and I haven't run into that myself because people say that like salon stylists are so catty and this and that. And I'm, and I'm sure, but like with my color line, they're all chill. I would just came back it. from BTC. Everybody was super chill. Yeah. So it's like, I've just had like a great experience. Um, and I think, and I think, and that's great. Honestly, Julia, that's like so refreshing to hear that people coming are coming into this industry and getting that warm welcome. And I think that a lot of people are going out on their own, which is great as well. It's not my model, but I've worked with stylists that have done that often and been a support for them. And it's not for everyone. There's, there's a path, like there is yeah. a, something for everyone. So I love that like the industry is creating community for those yeah. people like the um austin where you went in austin like yeah to be able to cool and it's funny because i could even that. behind the chair so i guess mary is the founder behind the chair and i was even thinking like i could like see this 20 years from now like a hair obsessed like show and we have like educators and a stage and yes because like, hey, i'm here I'm, for it i'm passionate about the edu you know the education and and like you said and building that that camaraderie and that and that community and that's whole purpose of this podcast and the, the Facebook community is just a, a, a free open source resource. And, you know, I love that, you know, you're sharing your journey about like going to school and then working for your aunt and her working for you. And then you going out on your own and keeping your employee because that's what I want people to know is like how amazing this and flexible and fun. Like you said, you saw people buying like houses and you're like, wait, like you can make pretty good money as a stylist. Exactly. Like, yeah. Know this. yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're doing a great thing too by bringing this uh, resources and connecting people this way. So I'm so yeah. super stoked to be a part of it. Yeah. So your, your salon now is a commission-based salon? It's a commission salon. Yeah, yeah. I have a stylist that just this spring bought a house and that's like super cool to me. Oh, that, yeah, um, you were part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
you know, they, we, we, we just, we deserve to be looked at as professionals. Like we are professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to be part of that, that change too. So, um, that's why I went into coaching. Like, how can I support you to help you get there? Because, you know, as a salon owner, even as hairstylists, like we could just be, everything can seem really cloudy, right? Like everything that's kind of going on around. So like having, being that person to help clear some clouds and be like, okay, what, what's the vision? What's the goal? What's the culture? What do you want it to look like? Um, that's, what's so fun about the industry as creatives too. Like we could just, you see some lots of different types of salons out there and there really is something for everybody. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. Even on BTC, there was like the wall, like the one shot awards. And I took cream shots of everything and I'll, I'll post them in the cosmetology community. Yeah. Um, but there was one of the categories was like salon decor. So you could see all these yeah. salons like on one poster board. It was pretty cool. It's a whole like creative niche of itself too. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's like natural for me, but yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm curious when you like branched out and you started getting personal development. Cause for me, I never sought out life coaching until I had a miscarriage back in 2014 and was like devastated. Yeah. My dreams of having like another baby were shattered and I was like super sad. And I knew I didn't want to be super sad anymore. And I was like, I don't think I even knew what a life somehow I knew to Google life coach and, and down a rabbit hole. I went and I enrolled in a program that actually was teaching life coach is how to build a business online. <laughs> so that's what I ended up. I didn't buy life coaching. I bought the program on how to build yeah. a coach. So a down rabbit hole I found. So where, what like made you hire Shannon or like seek out coaching and personal development in your journey? Just wanting more, I think. Um, And knowing that I needed that accountability and that structure and that check-in, that's been honestly the most, you know, you, you, you hire a a business coach and you're, you think that, um, okay, this person's going to help me with my business. Like, I want to be better at my business. I want to be, but a lot of the transformation that at least I've experienced this last year is, is that like introspective look, like, like actually what I'm doing here is like personal development, mm-hmm. like, and it's all really linked. And, mm-hmm. and so that's what I teach my managers, you know, and, uh, that, you know, the, our stylists are people it, and we, we have to become leaders that are, that are not like do as I uh, because I said so, you know, um, I, I don't know, like if you're that generation where your parents were like that, or, you, you know, yep. people, parents <laughs> that, it's like, but that yep. type of mentality like spills out into business and the corporate world. And like, I reject that now, you know, people are humans. We need to like approach, um, our development and supporting our, our stylists and our managers in a, mm-hmm. in a real authentic, like human humaning way right right so that's how i felt the most called to to help salon owners i wish i would have had support in those first couple years because i did learn a lot of things by like messing up you know yeah and that's okay even like the financial management piece you know that's okay um but uh yeah, I mean, I've I've worked with a couple different coaches, some industry specific um, that okay. have helped me, you know, and the importance of the systems and those type of things, and kind of taken some of those things and made them my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I want to 
help salon owners. Yeah. So you got coaching and then that turned into more like for your business, which turned into more per, to personal development. And then you were like, Hey, this is really cool. This is something I want to help other people do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So and you know, how much time do you, do you want to transition from, are you working behind the chairs still now? Yeah, or do you want to good question? You know, you know, and you know, being a stylist and a hair professional, um, and making it through, um, quarantine and COVID yeah. this time, you know, everyone can kind of relate to that being, you know, you have to reevaluate some things, reevaluating. And I think that's like spreads across all industries that people are doing that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, coming out of that, like, we have that camaraderie, like, yeah, we made it through, <laughs> you know, like, as hair professionals, like, um, I digress, because I'm like, forget what train I was going on on that one. But um, basically, um, I, COVID, I know what I was saying, sorry, COVID was, gave me kind of the opportunity to be like, okay, I need to, like, take a step back. Diversify. And, yeah. Well, not even di diversify. Honestly, the financial piece wasn't so much the the scary part to me. Like, uh, and I learned that how I had operated those first couple years, I honestly probably should have been paying myself more because I squirreled so much and lived both okay. on my gratuities is what okay. I did. So yeah, again, I would have done things a little different and you know paid myself sooner and that sort of thing. But it ended up being kind of what carried me through with COVID and. I did some retail online sales and stuff like that during shutdown. So that, that got us through. But, um, when we reopened, I knew we were going to be busy. We had a wait list of a thousand people. Like that was insane. Wow, and I was like, totally you know, there's just no way we can stay. We can accommodate these people. And then I can also be there to support my team, team. and then behind gotcha. the chair. Yeah. So when we first came back out of quarantine, I wasn't behind the chair at all. Uh, we were open at 6 a.m. We closed at 11.30 p.m. Wow. And my my team was, it was exciting to be back, but everyone got kind of burnt out quickly. So mm. it, I, I had to. It was that like, you know, I need to be there for my team. So fortunately, my clients trusted me to be able to see other people. And okay. so now I'm behind the chair two or three days a month. And wow. I have a very small group of people that I take care of, you know, yeah. people that are like, you know, my lawyer got to take care of her. I can't right, tell her. Right. No, right? Like, right, so I'm right, doing right, your right. hair, yeah. you know? So I think by 2022, um, I, I will be even less than that, to be honest, behind the chair, mostly because like, I, I want to be working with salon owners more. And, you know, I'm really proud of my management team that I've been working working on developing with and they're you know yes people they understand the vision and they they appreciate the balance you know that I try to model even though like work-life balance is not a thing kind of <laughs> bullshit to be honest <laughs> but you know we say it because it's relatable right like so I say it you understand what I'm saying yeah like, go on vacation please please go on vacation take a mental health day these things are all all matter to because you're a whole human, you know? And yeah, uh, I think having that understanding and teaching my managers to give that same type of understanding to our team is, um, has been a, a big important piece of our culture. Um, exactly. So, uh, yeah. yeah, less behind the chair. Um, 
Uh, I'm not taking on a large client load. I'm only working with five at a time. Uh, and that's just so I can be fully present and yeah. really show up my best self for them. And then still be there for my managers that I meet with weekly in the salon. I have director roles now that um, handle various things and they're rocking it. So I'm really lucky. We, we have a team of about 20 right now and wow, hiring and want to promote a couple more people in the next month. So, so what I'm, kind of facility are you working out of? Did you rent a building? Did you build a building? Like yeah. where, where are you working now? Yeah. Okay. So that space that I took over in my aunt's space, I was there for three years, four years, three years. And then, um, we moved to a closer location to the freeway and it was double the size. So I went from 600 square feet to almost 1400. So it, it wasn't a four chair salon. Now it's an eight chair salon. Okay. So, um, but I think I have 17 stylists, 16 so they stylists. Alternate. Yeah. And we just, we have double shifting. So we have a morning yeah. crew, afternoon crew. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do so. the whole like tiered, um, like levels of stylists or any kind of program like that with your, we do, we have a career path and we have, um, uh, you know, benchmark goals for them to hit. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly coming out of COVID, like a lot of, a lot of the goals have been like, are you happy? Like, are you taking care of yourself? Yeah, like like it. it's not necessarily about the money lately. Uh, in this last year, which I think a lot of people can relate with. It's like, how can I get through today, this week, this month, you know, right now, you know? So um, it hasn't been, I've had promotions, people have promoted, you know, you know, commission increase, price increase, all those things. Like those have happened because we've been a busy salon. Um, like we're going to do a million this year. And that's like completely wild to me because at the beginning of the year, we were projected to increase and do maybe 700 but wow we're on track to do over a million so i'm excited um mostly because like it just means i can hire more and uh yeah like provide more support for for the team and do more fun things like i brought in the happiness coats a couple months ago we do these energizers quarterly where we um oh. just get together and do something fun um we've done a thrift store challenge like more of those, you know, we, we're hairstylists, we're creative people. We, we want to mm -hmm. connect with each other, not just with our clients mm -hmm. and do something, do fun stuff together. So implement that, you know? Yeah. I was talking to Belinda, my salon owner, and we want to start like something like local in our community of just getting the local stylists together just for like a happy hour or something at our salon. And oh my gosh, we need do, that. Like, do it. Yeah, well, appetizers and wine or what do they call it? The charcuterie board. We're like, we're going to set up a charcuterie board and just invite people to like, come hang out. And of course, like I'm, a, you know, I have life coach training and I actually just went through a certification called uh, infinite possibilities. So that's like a whole six. So we could even do like a weekly or like, you know, six month meet once a month or whatever. I, I could run them through this, this training that I've been certified in. Yeah, um, you should. Our industry needs it. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, and that's what I like. I love the coat. Like, I could take or leave hair because I mean, it's going to take me a while, given how infrequent I do it, to get better at it. I'm going to need to buy like tons of mannequins to cut their hair or put ads on the marketplace or something for like free haircuts because I definitely need 
the more um, practice, but I love the like the connecting with people and like talking to my clients. Yeah. And when I was sitting in school, I was like, oh, it was like in my come to Jesus moment. I was like, the hairstylist is like, it brings in the graphic designer in me, brings a life coach in me, the businesswoman. Yeah. You know, when my mind was blown when I found out booth running was a thing, I was like, wait, what? Now I can like work in a salon, but not own it, but still be my own boss. Like, this is crazy. Yes. So is that, was that what you do? Is that your, your model? I went straight to booth running. I did apply at a salon and it was like, uh, it was like over an hour and 20 minutes away. Cause it was like COVID yeah. kid, like right when I graduated. So there was nowhere to hiring. And when I went to the interview, I already had like pre-booked like, like maybe half a dozen like clients from a retiring stylist in the same, in the town where I was going to booth rent. So I told her this going to the interview. Cause I'm always upfront and honest about everything. So I didn't go like saying yeah. like that I wasn't booth running. So I was like, um, I have a booth that I can rent for like 50 bucks a week and part-time wow. and I have a couple stylists. And so she was like, so I was going to work there like Tuesdays and Sundays. And this is like back in the early episodes. If y'all go back and listen, like you'll hear my like, well, I'm gonna, of like what I wanted, what, in, what's Julia going to do? Yeah. And, um, basically she was like, you got your own clients. You're clearly ambitious. I'm going to like stick with people who want to grow with my company and I was like wah, wah. <laughs> so hmm. I had to like she, she didn't take me part-time because she was like basically oh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna invest experience. in the people that want to grow with me and she knew I had like other ambitions but I still like I'm thinking about like I have to interview her for the podcast I'm like I wonder if she still could use me like two days a week because I still would yeah, like I would, I would like mentorship up in a heartbeat oh, thank like, you. I have people that want like what I liked about her is she was really cool. When I sat in her office, yeah, she had like all the employees' names on a board with like little sticky notes with their goals. And oh, that's cool. She's like you. She's like I would sit down, I would plan their goals, and and I was just like, bosses do this. Like I never had a boss. Like, like whenever I had a boss way back in the day, I was like, bosses weren't cool like this. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I, it it is nice when there's people like you and her creating those like work environments for yeah. people that can go to a place and be part of that company culture. Yeah. I mean, I want people that like want more for themselves. Like, yeah. you know, you want to go out and create a salon. We'll treat people the way you feel I treated you and our industry will become better because yeah. of it. So, yeah. Now do you have ex like long-term plans of expanding? Do you, you know, would you, do you, you want know, to honestly, probably, Probably two years ago, Kristen, I would have been like, yeah, another location would be rad. Like maybe two, maybe three. I don't know. There's a salon up here, a salon owner I follow up in the Northwest. She has four salons and I think she's like super cool. And they're like slammed busy. Mm -hmm. They have four locations. They don't have any openings. And I like super, you know, she's like salon owner crush over her. But like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, like, I'm like, wow, eight chair salon. We're going to do a million this year. Um, I'm able to give more raises. I, we launched health insurance, like really good gold plan health insurance this year. Like what else could I keep doing to like pour into the team that I have? What you if, have. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's still like, I don't need a second location. If I have to, then like that, that will be awesome. But I don't need a 20 chair salon. I mm -hmm. just want the culture nurtured and loved on to its best ability in the space that we're at. 
Yeah. So you're, so like, I'm a firm believer in like quality over quantity. So I'd totally rather have like an eight chair salon that like, it's just so people think is like the best place they've ever worked and they like don't ever want to leave. Exactly. And that's what I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where we do fun activities and like, just like with anything, like, you know, like entrepreneurship, like you get better over time and like a lot, a lot of the things that you do, you might do like the fun events here or there, but like you can get better at it. Like, and I yeah. want to get better at that. I want to like maybe monthly fun things, right. you know, like we call them energizers because we need to be energized, yeah. <laughs> you know? So energizers are always fun, always celebrations and silly and laugh. And I just want to do, I want more of that. Yeah. You know, when you say about like the, and the energizers, I was, I don't know, listening to a podcast or reading something in the past week and it was about giving, like giving and receiving has to be equal. And then when I started to think about it, like as in our own breath, like, because I'm cool. a giver, you know, you're a giver. That's what we, that's what we do. Like yeah. we like to take care of our families and people and our guests. So when you're a giver, it's so easy to want to give, but not receive, but there, but there has to be that equal balance. And I was thinking of it with the breath. So if I was, if I was, you know, if you're, it should be as simple as breathing in and out, in and out, giving and receiving, giving and receiving. But if you're like always giving, you're like, <laughs> like you're never <gasps> taking a breath for yourself. So it's like, it's like those really energizers, you, you need to do that so that you can give. Yes. Yes. You're like pass out if you're like, <laughs> that's like a really, a really great way to articulate it. So thank you right? for that. Because like, I'm you, gonna... like your breath, it has to be like your breath in and out, in and out, in and out. And I was like, pretty powerful because so many of us we don't we don't do it that way we're just out 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 give 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 yeah and you know like uh, it's I, I don't want to like jump down a pandemic train but like you know we it's it's a different level of giving right now like when someone's in your chair or, like it's on another volcano I don't know like I mean so it, it takes more out of us. Right. And you times that by like three or four or five clients a day. Like we need to take more breaths in between. Right. Like, so I'm going to yeah. use that. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, cool. So now when it comes to like hiring and pricing and commission structure and all that, did you seek mentorship for that yourself or did you kind of just go within or how did that work as a salon owner? Yeah. Well, I came from a, a corporate structure where there was like levels. Right. And okay. so I'd seen it before. It wasn't like anything I hadn't seen before. And like being someone like I, I've always thought I was a go-getter like before, like I was that work hard, play hard. Like I reject that now. So, but that's like a whole <laughs> other episode. Right. Like, right. You had to relearn. We're reprogramming here. So, um, I've, I have that structure in place and it's, you know, based on, you know, numbers. And so I did, I, I used a salon specific uh, business consulting company that helped me set that up. And it was really great at the time. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've used that model um, going forward. Um, but again, like a lot of what I'm coaching to, it's not about, so what are you going to level jump? When are you going to like promote? It's like, when are you going to take a vacation? You know, mm -hmm. what are you doing for fun on the weekends? Like, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Like, and yeah. then even just asking the questions, like, 
you know, what's, what's winter or spring look like next year for you? Like, yeah. I always say that to my coaching clients. If they're like, I don't, I don't know what to post on social media. I'm like, you need to get a hobby because you shouldn't have to think about like what to post on social media. The year I went to beauty school, like that's all I posted was what I was doing in school, you know, get, get a hobby, go do something. Like you shouldn't have to like, you don't sit at your desk and think about what you want to publish on social media. Like get a life, get a hobby. Exactly. Get oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, I've said in my salon and I almost probably shouldn't say it on the podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. I tell my stylist, I'm like, don't be boring. Go find a hobby. Cause boring people are, if you're going to be boring to me, you're going to be boring to our clients and no one's going to want to sit in your chair. And that yeah. really sounds negative. So I need to find another way not to really, it, not really, because just like I took a contract job this summer and in it, I would spend, I would have 15 minute conversations with people from all around the world. And it was, it, and my daughter would, was there for some of the conversations. And she would How be old like, your daughter? Yeah, like, she's 15. Oh, and cause awesome. I could do them like wherever I wanted to do them, you know? And she's just like, Oh my gosh, mom, it's this, you know? And I'm, she's like that person, blah, blah, blah. And it, it was just so, I was like, this is great dinner time conversation. Just, just have these 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes conversations gave me things to like, when I called my business partner, I'm like, you never guess who I, you know, what conversation I had today. Or, you know, my daughter's like, mom, you know, talk to this person. And, and they were like this, you know? So, um, and that's what I love about the podcast. It's like new, like material for me to like have like conversations with people that, cause it's like so boring. If you just do this, like, if you're like a robot, you wake up, you go to work, you, yeah. you do hair, you go home. Like there's nothing. Exciting have a hobby. That. Please have a hobby outside of hair. You know, like I love people that come and say, this is my passion. I love it. I'm like, what else do you like? Yeah. You like and your playing? hobby can be hair related. Like mine is like yeah, yeah. doing the podcast and doing the videos, but like yeah. not just going to work and not yeah. enriching yourself. And that just makes you like way more interesting, you know, like people and you can connect with more people because you'll, you'll have things to connect with them on. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. I do love my clients. They, they give me like such good ideas. Like I just invested in a whole like organic makeup line because I've Ooh. always kind of been curious about that and, she, and she's like yeah my dermatologist told me I should use this and I was like I'm gonna look that up and then I had a connection with somebody else who literally the next day it was uh, it was Irene um Irina I, from irenelabels.com I had bought her hair color like ebook that she had done for one of my cancer clients to research the ingredients and in hair color and then the next day she sent me like an email like about like organic makeup. And I was like, that's so crazy. I was just talking to one of my guests about that, but you the like, another yeah, like another guest was, I was, she was like, how's your daughter? And I was like, she's great. You know, she wants to go to school in New York city for fashion. And she's like, Oh, you know, that the local, like the high school, what do you call it? Like a trade school? We don't yeah. have it in our town, but in the town where my salon is, they can go there for hair. They can go, apparently they can go there for fashion. And I was like, shut the front door. I'm like, what? Nobody's ever got my daughter's life planned. She's going to this school now. I was like, and the only reason I knew is because this guest was friends with the teacher that's in charge of the program there. Like nobody has told me about this. I wouldn't never know about it. And, you know, we're trying to figure out how we can get her up to school there because we don't live in New York. We live in Pennsylvania, but we'll figure that out. But I was like, how cool is that an option? Learned it from my guest. 
You, you know, I hear that all the time. I just um, had a consult with a barber school owner and he's talking about like his finance guy that's just been a client of his for years and he's like cutting his hair and he's like, it, I learn every time I do his hair. Like he's right? teaching me about investments and things. I'm like, we learn because yeah. our, our clients are smart and they have their professions yep. and they share. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're running this phenomenal salon. You're pouring into your, your team. You're creating this amazing culture, which is great because you're, you're like leading by example. You're going to model that for these right. people who will probably go out and create their own salons or, or whatever they do next. Um, because they've learned from you if they don't stay with you forever and ever. Yeah, um, I have and then two that I can think of that are salon owners now and yeah cool four. and then now uh, so you're yeah. you're taking on your coaching clients so um is that on your um your web your main website do you have a different website for that or how do people learn about your your coaching so coaching I have the website kristenspeakman.com yeah that's how you can connect with me for coaching um Honestly, I've been booking consults like on Facebook. That's where I show up probably the most Perfect. is Facebook. So anybody can connect with me there. Um, I just, I love the industry. I love the leaders in the industry. Um, I've got some amazing, amazing, passionate clients right now that I'm like, how did I get so lucky to get people that want to work with me that I just like love, you know? So I'm like, yes, please give me more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, being open to make a difference together, receiving, yeah, and and that's what the the flow you had, you know, before we jumped on, you're like, I like your show. It's like very flowy, and and that's like, yeah. that's how life should be, right? That's how yeah. things should be. Like, here's a here's a flow moment, totally serendipitous. When I'm at BTC, you know, maybe like two thousand people registered for the event, and they had this like what they called the connection. There was like this big big huge screen from like the floor to the stage you could actually see better in the connection room than you could up in the ballroom with the actual stage and they had oh. beanbag chairs and couches all around right so I'm there by myself my goal is to meet other people to be on the podcast and just connect with stylists so I literally stand there it's like the end of the show maybe I have like an hour or two to network I look around the room I randomly walk up to one girl on a couch not too far away from me and I sit down and I just say hey I'm Julie you know and can I follow you on Instagram I pull up her Instagram and I'm like, I already follow you. Like, I just sent you a message like, Hey, I'm here too. We should connect. How in a room of two, like, you know, we'll say there's 2000 people in the room. How in the room do I walk up to the girl that I already follow on Instagram that I've never met that I left a message like, Hey, you're here too. Like we should connect. She didn't see that message, but now she's like, Oh my gosh, here we are connecting. And she's like, she's I like, totally I saw you in red. I'll take, I'll, we'll take a look at this. Yeah. She's like, I totally saw you just randomly come up to me. Like it, it was very random. And here we are. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we're friends on Instagram already. It was, Good I'm like, it was you. just so weird. It was so weird. I can't wait to hear, to hear her podcast and her. Yeah. Interview. So Kim, Kim, hopefully she will be on the podcast um, soon. And if any, any of your stylists, you know, your team members, anybody wants to be on the podcast too, they're, they're welcome to be guests and, and talk about their experiences working there and, and what they love to do. Cause if, you know, maybe like more nitty gritty things yeah. like color and tools and, and scissors, like, are you affiliated with any sort of like products or companies um, at your salon? Well, we're a bumble and bumble dedicated salon. 
but we do a lot of color so we actually sell olaplex too yeah um now how did you get involved with yeah. bumble and bumble well that's really a funny story to be honest um it's i mean people you know right like connections in your life are actually our regional rep uh i went to high school with her and so when i started the business like she sat down with me and uh, she's like, what are you doing? I go, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and she's like, okay, what's your plan? I got, I don't have a plan. <laughs> and she's like, well, bumble and bumble. I'm like, I'm by myself and I can't afford that line. And she's like, uh-huh. So it took three more years before she finally was like, so I see you have wow. people working for you. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. You going to help me? <laughs> help so me. Cool. That is a, that's a cool story. Yeah. So she was persistent. She didn't give up after the first no. Yeah, well, she years. had a friendship too, you know? So that was like easy. And she like was passionate about the industry too. And like organically just like gave her knowledge to me, you know? Like an encouragement, like that support and encouragement is like a huge piece. And she just gave abundantly without any ask. You know, I mean, I was by myself and their buy-in was like $7,500. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to do that in a month right now. Thanks. Right. right. You know, so, you know, but the, the, the cool thing about her now is she doesn't work for Bumble anymore and she's actually started her own salon. So, oh, she is. So yeah, maybe we'll get her on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Have her on the podcast. She's on the so other now, side now. So. Is Bumble and Bumble like styling products, hair color, lightener, it's everything. Yeah. So Bumble, it's just a style line, but they have like 65 products. So it's pretty, oh, okay. pretty, uh, pretty bulky. So, but yeah, we use Redken Shades EQ for color and uh, Pravana for color and L'Oreal's like Redken Flash Lift. So we're kind of like color, we're very color focused, but um, we have several different color lines that we use. So yeah, gotcha. And what would you say is something in your life and your business that you're a hair obsessed with at the moment? I always forget to ask this question. Oh man. Um, what's something in my life and or business that you're a hair business? With? I don't know. Can I get some examples of any answer? <laughs> what about you? What do you have? Well, I'm obsessed I, with the wall. I'm obsessed with the people. I, I'm, yeah, the people. I'm obsessed with getting 10,000 episodes recorded, which hopefully will not take me 20 years, but very well could. And in my personal life. It won't take you 20 years. Well, August, I was kind of obsessed with not working. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> hey, you were breathing out? Or you're breathing in. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing. I, I was breathing in. <laughs> breathing in. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. Yeah. Hair oh. obsessed. The honestly, the people right now, the resilience of the people, like in our industry. I mean, I don't know what you're seeing where you're at, but I've seen a lot of people leave the industry. Makes me yeah. sad. Mm -hmm. And I understand a lot of them. It's not because they wanted to. It's just maybe life you know, kids yeah. doing school from home, like it just not being, you know, working out for their families. Yeah. So the, yeah. the resilience of the people that are in it right now and 
are showing up for their clients and you know I just my hat's off to them and I'm yeah because so it was proud to work alongside them yeah because it was easy to say like oh this piece of my life has been removed from my life and maybe my life could like do without me like going to the salon every day and that's the gal that I took over um some of her clients you know she had that break and and it pushed her into early retirement she was like you know I was gonna give it a little bit longer but I had that big break and like I'm done I don't want to come back yeah yeah so, so I'm obsessed with those. We're not work. here because we want breaks. We're here because we are jazzed up about We're here. <laughs> some pretty hair and connect with our people yeah. and bring some light. Bring yeah. some light to their day and to their life. And that's yeah. pretty super powerful, I feel like, that we can do that. Yeah, because when do. your hair looks good, you definitely feel good. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kristen. It's been an honor to spend some time with you. And oh my gosh, thank you so much. Interwebs. <laughs> ah, I know like not scary at all like how about now okay oh good <laughs> <laughs> let me put my bra on <laughs> I actually don't have a bra on right now <laughs> I have like a I have a dress that holds me there you go hey <laughs> nice this episode these episodes might you can edit this off. right <laughs> <laughs> I can or we can just do it I'll leave it it's fine Right, this is who we are people sorry i mean you're welcome <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs>